Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast, brought to you by Worship Catalyst. Worship Catalyst is a nonprofit ministry built to help people find and worship Jesus by mentoring and training worship leaders and their teams. This podcast is part of that mission. In the next few minutes, it is our goal to help you do more with less. For more information and resources or to connect with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. Hello and welcome to another episode. No, not just another episode. Let's back up. Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast. Yes, the crowd is going wild. Everybody's super excited about the 100th episode of the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast. You can hear them screaming from the back rows. Well, anyway... We are here, and uh, we started this podcast a couple of years ago and uh, have been uh, pushing through, just trying to bring you some content and help you to do more with less for uh, for a while now. And so we're just thankful to have the opportunity to, to present the 100th episode. And I'm Austin Ryan, your host, as always. And what I wanted to do in this episode is to help those of you who don't like to go back and catch up. You know, I just going to catch up for you. And uh, this is kind of a few of my favorite things episode. Okay. So here for the hundredth, I thought what I would do is pull five clips from five of my favorite podcasts. And then if you want to, you know, get more information, I would recommend that you go back and, uh, you know, listen to the whole thing. I recommend this for all five of them. Actually, I recommend this for all 99 of them, but since you're probably not going to do that, I'm going to help you get started. So all the way back to near the beginning, this is one of our first podcasts. This is the first one I wanted to pull out today. It's from a podcast where I interviewed a guy named Joe Kibbe. He's a, and the podcast is called Engaging and Unleashing Leaders Around You. And this is from August 2020. And uh, Joe is a super busy guy. He's on our Worship Catalyst team. He's in Columbus, Ohio. He owns a welding company. He runs a nonprofit that gives out furniture to refugees. He's a worship pastor at a church. He uh, raises a family. Uh, he, uh, with Worship Catalyst, he serves other worship leaders and other churches trying to help them get better at what they do. And uh, just an amazing amount of things that this guy accomplishes in a week. Like he's the, he's the epitome of the overachiever. So how does he do it? That's the big question uh, that we try to, to answer in this podcast. And so uh, we're going to jump back into about a minute of Joe's uh, dialogue here, and then I'll be right back. So, um, Joe, in all of that that you have going on, man, wh- how do you keep all the plates spinning? Like, what are some of the things that you do to make sure that you're not terrible at everything you do? Well, I think the most important thing that God showed me a long time ago is, you know, when he's called you to do something, it's, it's got to get done and you can't do it all by yourself. And so it really instilled in me that I've got I've to have other people around me. I've got to train other people yeah. and be very, very intentional about that. And and part of doing that is getting people to want to do it with you. And so it starts with relationships, starts with all that kind of stuff. And then before you know it, you got people asking if they can help. And then you teach them. And then before you know it, you don't, you don't have to do it all. You know? And that's still, that's still a struggle for me. Um, I like to be busy. Um, but again, I also, you know, there, there's th- things have to get done. And so my dad always raised me that way that, you know, you, you don't get to just cop out. You got to get the job done. And so you got to figure out how to do that. And so, um, but that's the biggest thing I've taken away is, 
you can do so much more if you have other people helping you do it. And so I think that's an amazing leadership lesson right there that I, I think is a struggle for worship leaders. You know, I love this because, you know, it's an amazing work ethic uh, that Joe has. And I think that we all should have because God has given us much to do for his kingdom. It's not like he's just told us to go do some menial kind of thing. He's actually given us a role in the kingdom of God. And anything that he's asked us to do, we should do it uh, the best that we can, do the best we can with what we have. And and I know sometimes we feel overwhelmed and we say, well, it just can't get done. But, but, but I love that Joe keeps pushing forward, uh, bringing up more people and training them and unleashing them into uh, to the things that they can do so that he can keep saying yes to the next things. It's an amazing lesson for us. So in this podcast, I recommend you go back and listen. Uh, we dig into how Joe does this practically uh, because we have to start with thinking through what are the natural giftings of the people around us and then how can we bring them into and unleash them uh, into other ministries in the church and in life and in their lives and all of that. So Hope you'll go back and do that. So that was number one. All right, here's the second podcast that I wanted to highlight, and this is from February 2023, and it's an interview that I did with Jeff Christofferson. And uh, Jeff Christofferson has started things that you know about, and he has uh, these organizations. He's written a lot of books. He's an incredibly accomplished, highly touted, very sought-after speaker and trainer and teacher and all these kinds of things. And uh, Jeff wrote a book most recently called The Seven Temptations of the Western Church. And when I read this book, and I've known Jeff for a really long time, but when I read this book, man, it just ignited something in me that I had to share with everybody. And so I sat down uh, to uh, to interview Jeff, and he goes through uh, what we have basically turned the church into. Like, what are the temptations that we as church leaders have done that have uh, influenced where we are right now in the church. And he also forecasts what the future might be like. And this book is not a training book. It's a novel. So he took all of these amazing ideas, these seven temptations of the Western church, and he built them around a few incredible characters. It's a page turner. Let me tell you, you will not be able to stop reading it once you start. And so what I want to do here is just rewind the clock to February 2023. And uh, this is one of those seven temptations that he talks about. Well, the third one I call presentationalism. and, and Okay, that... this one is going to bother worship leaders, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's like uh, the temptation of a crowd. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like we, we, we have, our worship is inspiring and our preaching is strong and we plant churches and we figure out, you know, um, okay, what do we do on Sundays? Well, we, we do worship, we have children's ministry, we, you know, and then we begin to staff our whole church around what we do on Sundays, which is a primarily a, a presentational kind of a thing. And, and, and we forget that the body of Christ, you know, is something much different than that. And, uh, and so we even understand that worship is probably different than what most worship leaders are trying to do on a Sunday. Right. Uh, um, I mean, I think Romans 12, one and two gives us the zenith of what worship is. And that is, Indeed. <laughs> you, we were presenting ourselves as living sacrifice in yep. view of God's mercy for us. We, yep. It's the only rational act of worship we could mm. give him. That's and, it. and yet, you know, it's so much of what we have for uh, presentationalism majors on uh, a feeling on emotion on so many things and not on again this idea of radical obedience and uh, and fellowship. Yeah. 
So man, okay, that's good. That's where people stop reading the book and move on to <laughs> well, the next book. If yeah. they're if they're because I mean I can't tell you how many times both those last two professionalism and presentationalism. I cannot tell you how many times I've talked to pastors. Every Jeff, I'll say probably an average of once a week, I get a call from a pastor looking for just the great right next worship leader for their church. Yeah, that'll fix everything. That'll fix it, man. Yeah. And they need they need to look the certain way, sound a certain way, have a certain gift set, have a tattoo in the right spot, you know, like yeah. all the things. And uh, I'm like, if I knew that, what I say to the pastors is I say, if I knew that person, I wouldn't send them to you, I don't think. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because, because I think we need to be developing people, first of all, you know, from the inside rather than taking everybody from everywhere else. But secondly, you're, you're assuming a, a, a solution to a bigger problem. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right, my third favorite, again, not in order, of these uh, podcasts is The Nuances of Leading Tech People. This is from August 2022. And I invited uh, our tech people from Worship Catalyst, Mike Machalzik and Garrett Garner, into this conversation because they're like kind of like self-proclaimed weirdos, you know what I mean? Because they are these guru tech people. And on this episode... Uh, I bring out some understatements like tech people have strong opinions. Do you agree? And why do tech people have strong opinions? There's several of those where everybody knows, yeah, tech people are opinionated. So why is that? How does that, how does that happen? We talk about that. Um, uh, in this particular snippet, I'm asking them if tech people are good at following other people's vision. So are tech people good at taking other people's visions and running with them? Actually, I would say yes, because I would say most tech people, if we're really honest with ourselves, we don't have vision. We're not visionaries. Visionaries, I, here's how I describe it in a business world. We're not dreamers. Visionaries are people who can see downrange, and most good visionaries have no concept of the execution of pulling it off. Mm -hmm. And you don't want them to, because that impedes how, what they can do in their vision. Most technical people, especially those that are going to work in church, we're execution. Mm -hmm. we, we don't think to the far side of the street. And do you think that you shouldn't because that's not the role of the tech person? I need to answer that carefully, but in general, <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah. I generally do not need the technician to be a visionary. I need the technician. I mean, and I look at mine in your relationship. Sure. For years. Okay. It's not that in my professional life, I can't have a vision for doing something. But what always made our relationship work so well is I looked to you to have the vision of how you wanted the services, the, the frames that you wanted to create. Mm -hmm. You looked to me to provide practical, realistic solutions to achieve those. Yeah. We need dominoes. Right. Where and do the so, dominoes go? How do we knock them over? Exactly. Yeah. And so it was my submitting to your vision and working within the constraints of your vision as the execution and us collaborating on that to get to what we ultimately did. Man, I love those guys. They're humble. They're caring. They're amazing at what they do. They're like tech gurus in... I know you'll want to go back and listen to that podcast from August 2022. We um, we really unpack how 
tech people feel in their role as well? Like, what is it like they're people too, right? So what does it feel? How do we lead them and, uh, and help them and help them help get the, help them get the best out of themselves to be the best versions of themselves that they can be in the tech position. So anyway, uh, I know you'll want to connect with those guys after the podcast, after you go back and listen to it. All right. My fourth favorite podcast. Uh, this is, these are not in order, by the way, they're just four of my favorite five. Um, by the way, you have to wait for number five because number five is our number one listened to downloaded podcast we've ever had out of the 99 up to this point. But here's number four, Elevation Concert versus Church Service. We released this in just November of 2023. This is probably, you know, in the 90s episode, 96, 97, somewhere in there. And here's the thing, it's super frustrating when we have people from our congregation, they go to some, you know, worship concert with some famous worship leaders and things like that, and they, uh, and they, you know, are raising their hands, and they're screaming, and they're clapping, and they're singing at the top of their lungs, and, you know, weeping, and they're on their knees, and having all these experiences, and yet then they come to church, and they don't act like that. Well, I asked the question of our dream team in this episode, Stephen Hanley and Lane Wood, part of our dream team. I asked them this question, what would you say to a worship leader struggling with those feelings uh, after the you know, famous worship band has come to town? Check this out. I think you got to call, call it out in yourself a little bit. Like there's a, there's a, a comparison thing there that I think is really dangerous. Uh, and I mean, we all deal with it because we see the YouTube videos, we're playing the songs, we're using multi-tracks. Like we, we see the, the album recordings and the, you know, thousands of people in these environments. And we're like, man, my church never looks like that, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and I think, and then, and then I, I think there's some insecurity that comes with that. It's like, man, is my church looking for me to look like that? Um, and then, I mean, I, I think we have to just tell ourselves we have nothing to prove um, in, in that sense. I think we, need to kind of just internally wrestle with that, give that over to God because God has placed us where we are for a reason because, you know, uh, there's only one Brandon Lake, there's only one you, and and he's put you there where you need to be. That's um, a good word, man. And I, and I think, I think it's in addition to that, laying out that, you know, the, the best definition of excellence in front of yourself and believing it. To the point, it's like, man, I'm going to do the best I can with what I have. And this is where I am. I'm going to be me. I don't have to be anybody else. I'm going to lead these songs based on where I am, not on where I'm trying to get to. I think that's a shift that we have to just constantly wrestle with because there's this idea of like ambition in our hearts that over trumps like faithfulness to our current environment, if that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's super dangerous. And I mean, I think we see it more in America every day with worship leaders. And I mean, I, I led somewhere a couple of weeks ago where I was just fighting that it was outside my church. I was leading at an event and, um, man, I fought that like ambition. Like I got to prove myself to these people. They've never seen me. They don't know me. I got to like come in and, you know, paint this. Yeah. I got to come in hot. I got to paint this picture of like, man, he's such a great worship leader. He's like the man. And so like, these are thoughts that like are entering my head. And I was like, man, these are so sinful that I'm more concerned about my heart or or my, my, um, how people perceive me than I am about God being glorified in my heart before him and, and, and serving people. And I think that's what we're doing is we're serving people and you are there to, to serve your church. And, uh, we got to just constantly call that stuff out and give it over to the Lord. And that's like a daily thing, I think for us that we never fully (laughs) overcome, but, um, by God's grace, you know, working in us. Well, that was a great conversation with Stephen and Lane, and I know you'll want to go back to November 2023, not too far back, to check out Elevation Concert versus Church Services. 
Uh, they have some really strong insight into understanding the different role that these two kinds of worship experiences have between local church and some sort of concert. They're just different, and there's reasons that they're different, and they discuss how we should navigate those in a healthy way since they are different. So go back and check that one out. And here's the number five favorite podcast, and this is our most downloaded podcast of all time, and it's from June 2023 called What Do I Need to Know About Worship? Okay, I saved this one for last. It's just me, and it's me talking about some scriptures, because I think that worship leaders, it can be really overwhelming. I know it is for me, or it has been for me, when I think about, like, there's these people, and they've got all these seminary degrees, and they write these really heady books, and this really smart stuff, and they're really incredibly smart people, and I go through, and I get three or four chapters into understanding worship, and I'm like, man, I understand it less now than I did when I started. It's like incredible doctrine, and it's amazing, but... It's difficult to sometimes understand what is it that we really need to know to be worship leaders, to be worshipers. Well, this kind of breaks down all of this amazing information into four primary scriptures that worship leaders should learn and study and even teach. Here's one of them uh, from the podcast from June 2023. First one, first scripture, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. This is a must memorize for pastors and worship leaders, in my opinion. You know, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in response to God's mercy or in light of God's mercy or in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to Him. This is your reasonable or this is your true and proper act of worship. And so, there it is, Romans 12, 1. It's, uh, you know, a lot of different versions of that, just like there is every passage of Scripture, and a lot of different words pop out in your mind when you think about it. But here, here's the big idea. It, sa- it doesn't say, sing a song, this is your spiritual act of worship, or your true and proper, your reasonable act of worship. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say, show up at church, this is your, um, this is your true and proper worship. It doesn't say, you know, clap your hands, or tilt your head, or close your eyes. Or raise your hands. This is your true and proper worship. No, it says, offer your bodies to God as a living sacrifice. This is worship. Now, part of the problem is that we have, you know, taken the word worship and used it for music for so long that we have misinformed our congregation. And we as staff members, as pastors, whatever, we've like just narrowed down the definition of worship to this 25 minutes that we do on Sunday mornings or 50 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever it is for your church. And we say silly things like, um, hey, we're going to worship and then we're going to preach. Or, hey, now that we've preached, let's, let's uh, spend some time in worship. And it's not that singing is not worship. It's just that that's what the congregation has boiled it down to. Like, uh, we love the worship. Well, you love the singing of worship songs, but worship is offering our whole bodies to God. It's a sacrifice of our bodies, minds. It's a sacrifice of our eyes you know, what we bring into our bodies. It's a sacrifice of our ears and how we listen and hear the needs and the cries of people around us. It's a sacrifice of our mouths and the, you know, actively speaking words of life and hope to people. It's a sacrifice of our hearts that, you know, we ask God that He would break our hearts for the things that break His, that we love the things we love and hate the things He hates. It's a sacrifice of our knees as we, you know, bow to intercede for those around us that are in need of the Savior or in need of, you know, physical help or emotional help or relational help or whatever. It's a sacrifice of our feet that says to God, um, I will go across the room or around the world to share the gospel. You know, I sacrifice whatever my preferences are, whatever my needs are, I sacrifice those. I sacrifice my body and my urges. I sacrifice from the top of my head to the bottom of my toe every piece of my body 
sacrifice, a living sacrifice. This is worship. All right, well, I hope you'll go back and listen to the rest of uh, those scriptures. There's four of them uh, that we break down in that in that episode from June 2023, What Do I Need to Know About Worship? And uh, also, this episode sets up a book called My Devoted Response that we released uh, uh, in 2023 as well. Um, and this book, My Devoted Response, is a devotional book, and it's four weeks long. It's 24 uh, scriptures and 24 um, discussions about what they mean and 24 stories and 24 prayers and 24 responses that we should have to the scripture. And, uh, you know, it's me. It's not like I'm not some sort of like seminary professor. So it's simple and it's, you know, it's easy to understand. And it's things that we can not only internalize, but we can replicate into other people, not just in our bands and teams, but it's a book that is for your congregation so that everybody in the crowd understands what they're doing when they get together and, uh, and praise God together. So anyway, that's it. Those are my three, those are my five favorite podcasts, uh, from the last uh, few years that we've been releasing. And so, um, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for downloading the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. Thank you for taking the time to learn and to grow and to get better at what you do. And we're going to be right here and we're going to be keeping releasing some uh, some content over the next few months and uh, some brand new th- ideas and thoughts and concepts we have to try to help you get better at being a worship leader, at being a leader in general and uh, being a better pastor. So anyway, God bless you all. Thank you. Uh, please subscribe. Uh, please leave us some comments and we will talk soon. Uh, worshipcatalyst.com the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast. We'll be back soon with another helpful episode. For more information and resources, or to connect with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com.